What's up, friends? Welcome to Date Debate, the show where I try to help you suck less at dating. This one's all about the vibes today, as we discuss how showing up to situations the appropriate way and curating the best experiences possible in your dating life will make you irresistible to the masses. If this sounds interesting to you, keep listening, and as always, enjoy the show. So I was listening to an episode of a podcast I follow called Modern Wisdom a couple of days ago, and the host, Chris, was talking about this concept of being a vibe architect. In fact, that's what he essentially classifies himself as on the pod. That's what he says that he is doing, essentially, is he is creating an opportunity, a framework for the conversation to go in whatever direction it needs to go based on the person that he's sitting across from based on the topics and the knowledge and expertise that that person has and just an overall vibe of how things are going, how each person is feeling in that moment to ultimately deliver the best podcasting experience. Now, I thought that that was something so cool because I think it pertains very much to our relationships and to our romantic and dating lives. Absolutely. It can apply to a ton of different things too socially, friendships with family members, all that good stuff. But I love the idea of being a vibe architect. And I'm going to tell you why. When you think about the way that people show up to situations, right? A lot of times we're focused on the appearance or, you know, the way that they carry themselves, the way they might speak. But oftentimes it's like this energy that someone shows up with that tends to be the thing that we remember the most, so to speak, or the thing that resonates in our minds, right? Sometimes you just come across somebody and they might not have even said a word. You're just like, damn, that motherfucker's cool. <laughs> like, or, you know, you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, that person was so quiet. Or, you know, you have all these notions and, and all these ideas around some of these, these judgments, you know, and they're all usually a combination of all different pieces of that person's appearance or the way that that person uh, existed in that moment. So, you know, it could be the way that they're dressed. It could be the way that they walk, talk, all that good stuff. But ultimately the, the people that I think that leave the biggest mark on us are the people that are the masters of the vibe. And the master of the vibe, I think, is someone that understands what the situation at that moment needs. They're able to take that, that dictation from whatever scenario you find yourself in. And then they're able to almost chameleon themselves in a way that's not in, inauthentic. It's, it's, it's genuine, not fake, but they're able to sort of chameleon to the situation in such a way that you just feel good around them. You feel like trusting, like you've known them for a while. Anyone out there that's listening, I'm sure you've had this experience before where it's like, damn, that person just feels like a family member or a good friend, even though you might have known them for like 20 minutes or something. And so the whole idea of the vibe architect is really what I think these people are are the masters at doing. They're able to use themselves as this beacon of energy that then transforms the situation around them. So the people around them start to feed off that energy, vibe off it. And then all of a sudden now they've made a monumental impact on the entire circumstance that's happening. And the real true masters of being vibe architects, the true like, otherworldly types of uh, 
you know, people and appearances, their energies that show up are really, really good at doing this in a subtle way where it almost comes off as effortless. It's like if it looks easy. Now, I think part of that is just God-given. I think some people just have the gift, man. Maybe it's the gift of gab. They're really good at talking. They can have great conversations effortlessly. Uh, They take a genuine interest in people, and that makes it extremely easy to connect with strangers. Maybe there's someone that just is really good at body language and eye contact or understanding you know the the types of people that that will be somewhere and they're able to craft sort of a multi-tool strategy where they're able to do a bunch of little things not excellent or great but well enough where they come off as really well-rounded for that situation and i think that many of us find ourselves especially in the dating scene you know trying to do this in a really horrible way like in a way that not horrible in the sense of we're trying to be, you know, mean people, evil, evil people, so to speak, but we show up in a way that's unfortunately not adequate for the situation. And we either do that by, you know, not reading the situation correctly, or maybe we're thinking to ourselves, man, I got to be somebody that I'm not. I have to show up in this way. Otherwise, there's no way that this person could ever like me. And so when we look through the lens of, okay, what is a vibe architect really doing? What does it mean to be a person? I I think that it truly is someone that is able to be fully themselves, but in a way that does not put other people on the defense and doesn't force themselves onto others. They're just themselves and they're really good at channeling their self-awareness and tailoring and measuring their approaches, the words they say, their actions to really become successful and be that person in that situation that's like, oh my God, I can't get enough of this person. So when we're dating, I really want us to focus on how can we come up with really easy ways to become better at being vibe architects? How can we create circumstances? How can we show up in situations and do the things that make us memorable and make us stand out from all the other people that may be dating the person that we're seeing as well? Or, you know, how can we stand out amongst a group of people or coworkers, you know, where, where we happen to have our profession? Those are the types of things that I want us to try to focus on focus sometimes sometimes my brain just gets ahead of my words and it's so funny i wish people could actually see how many times i have to go through all these takes and how many times i have to cut things in the middle just from fuck-ups but anyways back to the actual episode here you know when we talk about the vibe architect it's like we want to do everything that we can right to start to practice these skills because they are skills that can be learned. They can be worked on and improved. Now, everyone's going to start at a different level. Some people just naturally are more gifted. They're going to find it easier to chameleon to these situations, become, you know, the peaceful, solemn, reliable rock in, you know, places where that type of quiet energy is needed. They're able to be the party animal, the rock star when the moment requires them to be this bursting bundle of energy. And being able to become more self-aware and also more aware externally of 
circumstances, context, things of that nature. It's going to benefit you in so many different ways. And so with the dating side of things, a lot of times, you know, we, we show up phony, like I mentioned, we show up fake and we forget that the other person on the other side here is equally like unknowing of us. They, they don't know anything about who we are. You know, they're, they're relatively nervous to the situation as well. Like they don't know what to expect and you're just going to show up and they're strangers, basically the two of you, you guys, and you're going to have this engagement and, you know, maybe you know them beforehand or something. And that's cool. If, if it's a little bit less awkward or a little bit less nerve wracking, but you know, especially with the online dating and the other concepts that we've covered in other episodes, more often than not, you're going to be running into someone that's essentially brand new. So how do you make someone that you don't know much about, you don't know, and they don't know anything about you and you don't know how they're going to respond to things. Like how do you show up and make that person feel comfortable? Well, you can focus on, you know, saying the right things and doing the right things. And that's all great, but that's also a lot of work. And that requires you to sort of pre curate how you're going to engage with conversations. You know, that's not a really great thing. That doesn't feel super organic to me. I, I wouldn't want to go on a date with someone that had spent, you know, the previous hour or two compiling a list of 30 different questions that they're going to ask me. And maybe they don't ask them in that specific order, but they generate them. Essentially, they're, they're, they're you know, asking chat GPT to create 30 questions you would ask on a date and then poof, that's what they're coming in and slamming me with. Now, what's crazy is, you can do that nowadays, fucking AI and all that stuff. It's crazy. So, you know, just because you can do it, don't, that doesn't mean that you should go do it. Now, maybe if you want to use that because you're absolutely starting from scratch and you know nothing and you want to come up with a couple ideas, cool, fine, maybe. But um, yeah, don't, don't rely on robots or chat GPT to solve all your problems when it comes to dating. Otherwise, you're going to sound like a robot when you're on the dates. So, just a word of caution, you know, great for automating calendars. Don't know if it's great for automating your love life. We want to be present. We want to be a part of it and we want to be original. And so don't be a robot. Don't show up to the situation and feel like you have to present something that you're not or come with some preloaded list of questions. Like I mentioned, you're better off in those cases, um, focusing more on the energy that you bring. So the energy can create an awesome experience and half the time it doesn't, you can say crazy shit like an idiot. I mean, don't go too crazy, but you can come out there in left field and say something like that's kind of berserk in a way or just fantastical. But if you deliver in a way that's engaging, warm, inviting, you know, um, maybe you're asking your questions and, and they're not anything complicated or crazy, but you're doing it in a way that is showing genuine interest. The, the energy that you bring to that situation will take you so much further than, you know, having the right line to say at the right time or, you know, doing the right thing with your arms or hands at a given moment, you know, making eye contact and at this time and this, when this thing happens, like that's all good and, and fine things that you'll intuit over time, but you're better off focusing on the energy, especially in the beginning, because, um, that's what a lot of people will remember. A lot of times it's their first impression. And also with the energy piece, practice it in moderation. Don't go too over uh, overboard. Like there is absolutely such thing as being too jacked up and kind of being like a nutcase. 
sometimes I have to t- tailor myself when I go into certain situations because naturally very extroverted, naturally very high energy, and not everyone responds to that. So just something to keep in mind. Um, the other thing we can do outside of focusing on our own energy is focus on curating good experiences, like interesting experiences. You know, a a lot of times you're not going to know a whole lot about the person that you're going on a date with, or maybe it is someone that you've been dating for a long time. Maybe it's your fucking wife, you know, um, use as little or as much information as you have to put yourself in a situation to have the most amount of success. Dating, like a lot of other things in life is a numbers game. Ultimately, and it's about win percentages, do the things that give you the highest probability of succeeding based on previous experiences, based on knowledge that Dylan from Date to Mate tells you, based on examples of great relationships and people that you know that crush it in their lives. Follow what they're doing. Follow your role models. You know, Take notes. Learn. The more that you can apply those things to you know, your dating life and, and win at that high percentage level, you're going to have more success and then that's going to reinforce the right habits. And so when we talk about going out to public and going on dates and doing all that stuff, or even not doing it, maybe doing it in private at home or something, you can curate the mood and curate energy and and do the right kinds of things. So that means, you know, picking a restaurant where it's more upbeat and there's a lot of good stuff going on and like lots of energy. If the person that you're talking to, you know, happens to be someone that loves to be around people, high energy, maybe your partner is very low key and relaxed and someone that's much more calm and would rather do, you know, a one-on-one date at a quiet part of town or, you know, a, a coffee house, something like, you know, be different, be cool, be whatever you need to be in that moment, but constantly be thinking in the back of your head, like, am I doing this just because, or am I trying to do this for a specific reason? And I would always say that, you know, you should try to put thought and put effort into things, especially for the guys out there, because, you know, you're mostly who I'm talking to is at least in the early days with like, cause you're going to be planning a lot of the dates. You're going to be responsible for, for curating the experience. Um, this is set up perfectly for you because a lot of times like your dates don't have to be perfect. You can be sloppy to an extent with, you know, not always following the guru Dylan date to mate ways, but you, you can, you can make some mistakes, but if you've curated an awesome experience and you put thought into it, like those are things that people are going to pay attention to, you know, think about the woman that is sitting across from you. It's like, how many times has she gone out on a date with someone that's taken her to a bar or taken her to a restaurant and asked her the same questions and done the same things and ordered the same drinks and just been the same kind of guy that she's been with a bajillion and one times same for you women like how many times have, has the guy sitting across from you started a one night stand just like this you know what i mean so like on the one hand it's like guys be different so you can become more successful and, and get what you truly want which hopefully is long-term relationships and women use this as a way to weed out the fucking scumbags weed out the guys that aren't worth your time because i think that low effort low energy, like the wrong kinds of people, they are not that difficult to suss out. You can really find them pretty quickly, but you have to know what you're looking for. And some of the good manipulators out there, especially the more attractive, objective ones, the ones that have a lot of money, you know, the people that are generally higher status in life, they're oftentimes the ones that are that are much better at hiding some of this crap too. And again, their vibes, their energy, 
that will tell you what you need to know, but you just need to look for it. So, you know, we can use the vibes and the and, and the becoming the vibe architect as a way to create awesome situations for ourselves and find ways to curate success. We can also use it as an effective tool to pick out who are the people that are just not right for us. Who's got bad vibes? How many of you out there have had friends, acquaintances, people that you've met in life, maybe, you know, whatever. You come across these people, maybe they're a teammate of yours on a sports team and you're like, yeah, nice enough guy or whatever, you know, she's cool, but God, there's something just about like her vibe, like her energy is just like, you know, I don't know. There's something that's just off. It feels forced. It makes me uncomfortable. I, I just feel like I'm not having a good time or I, I don't, I can't show up in the way that I want to be when I want to be because of the way that this person presents, you know, those are things that you want, you, you we've all dealt with and, and situations we've always been in, but we're always going to continue to find ourselves in those as well. Like just because we get good at this stuff, we are able to reduce the amount of energy, you know, sucks around us. The people that just like drain, drain, drain our energy. We want to find the people that boost it up and be around those folks. But we know that we're not going to always get away from these other people. They're going to continue to show up in our lives as strangers on the street, in the grocery store, what have you. So if we're able to understand what they look like, we're able to then curate our own ways of dealing with it. We're able to become more resilient and strong and confident in the way to handle the anti-vibes. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. If we're the vibe architects, these are the vibe murderers. They're the anti-vibe. We want to get rid of them in as many places as possible. And we certainly don't want to find ourselves dating an anti-vibe long-term or hitching ourselves to an anti-vibe because then you're going to have little anti-vibelets, little babies that run around and they're perpetuating the anti-vibes too. And then you're just going to have a terrible time. You're going to be the anti-vibe family. And it's going to be like, these fucking people stink. We don't want to hang out with them. And unfortunately, well, actually not unfortunately, fortunately, you can be piss poor. You can have be ugly, like objectively speaking, you can have all these whatever, like low status things. But if your vibes are good, people are still going to want to fuck with you. But if you have everything in the world and you have all the money and all the things and your vibes suck, the unfortunate part was what I was meaning to mention a little bit earlier, that cannot be bought out. If your vibes stink, your vibes stink. And people are going to notice it. People are going to talk about it because humans are social creatures. And yep, you guessed it, you're going to end up with no fucking friends. And that also happens with dating. You think that people don't know each other in your dating circle? You think friends of friends don't communicate, especially if you're at like high school or college? God damn, everything's under a microscope. Everyone knows somebody who knows somebody. Of course, of course, people are going to share what they know about you. They're going to share their, their opinions, their views on you, everything. Now, that's not your problem. It's not your problem of how someone thinks or how they're going to speak about you, but you're sure as hell better believe that it is your problem that if what they're saying is negative about you and it happens to be true, well, I mean, what's to say there? At this point, now, it doesn't matter if that person shit talking, the shit talking is actually true. And that's not good for you because, you know, it's it's one thing to not worry about what people say about you, but it's another thing when like they're actually providing relatively good intel on you to someone. And that just hurts your your marketability. It hurts your dateability. You don't want to be that person that's got those negative vibes. So 
do the best that you can in order to reverse that. If you're someone that's naturally a little bit more down in the dumps or you find that, you know, listen, I've had to work on this myself like quite a lot. I used to be like, well, I started off, I was younger, I was super shy. And then as I got older into high school, I started to kind of come out of my shell. And then I went like too far the other way and I like wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I was like super emotional and I was still a nervous kid and anxious and I was loud and I was opinionated in everyone's face. And like, I, you know, you, you go through these ebbs and flows of, of life where you're this and then you're that and your identity changes and you know, there's a lot of things that happen, but all that, all that is to say that I get it. I get being, you know, angry, frustrated, insecure at moments, freaking out, overreacting. I also get underreacting, being like too mellow, like not being, being a, a, a joy suck, a buzzkill, you know, that's again, two sides of the coin on each extreme end, but equally shitty in their own ways. And you know, more so depending on who you're spending your time with. So better you can be at, you know, showing up with a consistent vibe that's genuine and authentic to who you are, but also, you know, feels good to you and and, and in your brain, you know, you think it would feel good to someone else. That's where you should orient yourselves to. And that's not to say that you have to fake it till you make it or put on a face and, you know, live your life like you're basically some sort of phony, but, but emotions are temporary. And the, but the vibes are immortal. They're immaculate if you let them. So you might be feeling some kind of way, but you should always identify with the fact that like your vibe is I fuck. Your vibe is I'm chill. Or my vibe is I am neurotic beyond belief, but all my friends love that I'm neurotic. Whatever it is, like just whatever vibe you want to be and whatever vibe is going to attract the kind of things that you want in life, that's what you should take ownership of. But I'll tell you right now, There's certainly a bunch of vibes that you probably don't want to align yourself with, and there's probably a bunch that you do want to align yourself with. So get good at figuring out which one fits you best and which one's going to give you, you know, what your goals are, are going to help you reach those um, because ultimately that's going to be the most useful. Last thing I'll say on the vibes, and then we'll cut this one to the close. But I just want to say, I know that life is hard. I know that it's not always easy to keep the positive vibes going and feeling like, you know, the world isn't crushing your shoulders down with the entire weight of the thing. I I get it. It's not easy to go out there and, you know, face the bullshit every day. What I will say, though, is on that note, everyone out there is feeling the way that you're feeling at some point in time. They're going to be feeling the same things. It's different, maybe a little bit, not exactly the same, but the overall emotion behind it is going to be the same. So you're not alone. You've got a bunch of people, millions, billions of people that go through very similar things to you. And it can be comforting to know that just because something affects you emotionally, it feels like the end of the world. It doesn't mean that it is. You have the power to move beyond it. Your spirit, your journey through this life, it's everything that you're going to have. It's it's everything to you as an individual and the emotions are temporary, but you across the course of your life will be permanent until you die. You know? So I, all that to say is like emotions can happen in a couple seconds, couple minutes, and then they pass, but who you are, who you're going to be, that's going to live forever in the minds and, and the you know, experiences of the people that are around you. So 
be careful with what you say, be meaningful with your words, be you know intentional and mindful with your actions, and above all, all things else, keep the fucking vibes immaculate, okay? Become the vibe architect. As always, appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully that helped you out a little bit. As always, I appreciate the love and support. Stay safe, have fun, take care of each other, and much love.